My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello there. What's up, everybody? This is Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I am Hannah. I'm Riley. I'm Cy. I'm Brooke. I'm Jillian. And I'm Star. And today we have a special episode. Shout out to Colin for setting all of this up for us. Uh, We're really excited. And today we're going to talk about women in Star Wars. Uh, I feel like this is a great conversation to have anytime, uh, but kind of got the idea because of the viral, I would say, audio going around uh, that I think caused most everyone, if not everyone here and thousands of other people uh, to make response videos, which I honestly really loved seeing. I love seeing like people make and do. Yeah. What do you guys think? It was really cool to see all the female creators um, of everything Star Wars, whether it cosplay or products or even just like just fan accounts get on and be like, hey, I'm a female and I love Star Wars. So mm-hmm. and there's just there's thousands of them. And it was a really mm-hmm. cool rallying moment. Yeah, it's like one of those things that makes you feel like your heart is going to burst, like when you're just looking at all of them. Yeah, it's just like very like overwhelming, like in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love that so many of the videos were like, very like community centric so it was like this like huge group of girls that are just having a great time like within a community where they feel like happy and accepted and it just it was like really great to watch yeah yeah i really think it was just amazing how fast it happened and how like quick everyone was to just instantly be like we are going to defend what we love and we're going to talk about it and reignite like reignite the spark that we have for just the wonderful world of Star Wars. That was, truly was what I loved about it, just how quickly everyone was like ready to just like re like affirm their love for it. So that was what was really passionate throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I actually saw like response videos before I wound up seeing like the original like sparked mm-hmm. video. Like I had to be like, oh, like this is cool. Like we're talking about our love of Star Wars. I had no idea that it was because of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I no, I I saw Hannah's video and I was like, what is this <laughs> yeah. audio? I was like, what is this from? And then I yeah, like, right? I was like, like what, what? what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, this is so nice, but like also what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that trend started like a few days after the first thing. Yeah. And so I had like cause I'm unfortunately on Twitter.com. And so there was just a few days where I was just like upset because of that. Mm. And then like seeing what came out of it, it was just kind of like, okay, this makes me feel like so much better. And then I'm seeing all these other people that are like, you know what? Yeah. And it's just like, yes, okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like It no. wasn't just women who came out either. Like there was yeah. a ton of guys too, which was mm-hmm. extra awesome. I think mm-hmm. like the whole Star Wars community being like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. obviously women like Star Wars, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Such an overwhelming right. response to like there wasn't really any room for someone to be like I mean it's just a couple of people but it was just like every like it was 
all over like my social media for like a solid week and i was like this is just so positive and lovely mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I, I totally think you're right side because i feel like um the fact that there were so many people made it just seem like like the more and more videos you saw the more you were like oh that's such a ridiculous thing because look at how many people are responding look at mm -hmm. how much support there is look at how many like like star wars sisters there are and that was that was really cool Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't even just like stuff they had gone out and shot as a response. It was like yeah. people reusing videos and photos they'd had for like months or even years to be mm -hmm. like, yeah. even before this was a sentiment that you decided to express yeah. on the Internet, I was mm -hmm. here doing this, completely minding my own business along yeah. with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's important to remember that women have always liked Star Wars. I mean, I was talking with some people at work and then I was talking with my mom yesterday and she was like, I was there watching the Star Wars movies in the theater. She has a great picture of her with a Han Solo cardboard cutout that she's <laughs> It's, yeah. it's incredible. So yeah. <laughs> I got it from her. So she, she's been there. So I can only imagine how many other people, um, women especially, have been. You know, it's it's funny. Them. Right after this, I, I chatted with my dad. And he used to go to the movie theater when he was a kid. He was there when New Hope came out. Um, and he would he had an older sister and a younger sister, and they would all three go to watch Star Wars, and they would hide under the like movie theater seats and like wait for the plane to restart so that they could watch it again. <laughs> you know, it yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, of course his sister's like Star Wars. Like, of course yeah. they were there, you know? Yeah. So. I love that. And it was just like things like that, people bringing up like old yeah. memories, old park videos. It wasn't just like instant, like, oh, we're gonna now like go on our kids and make video. It was like everyone like mm -hmm. their love and sharing their history with Star Wars. So that's what I loved. And I know I was like, yeah. You know, these montages like all put together and they're all so different because some of them are like like we're saying like park like going to galaxy's edge some of it was like all different stuff so yeah. lots mm -hmm. of like everything from like uh, like people who are making like clone kits it was everything you got to see every little bit that we love about it yeah yeah i agree and kind of going off all of that so i know obviously there are lots of moments that we really have stick with us in like our community and with Star Wars as a whole. But what is your like, first Star Wars memory? <laughs> Mine's kind of boring because I don't remember. I, I've had Star Wars in my life since I was an infant. So part of me is like grateful for that. But part of me is like really jealous of the people that can remember <laughs> like their first experience. But I love seeing other people's first experience. That's kind of like my second hand, like, ah, yes, very good. <laughs> I I feel like I get that. I when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, I like I said, my mom really loves Star Wars. So I feel like I don't fully remember, but I do remember when I was like 10, kind of like quote unquote rediscovering it, uh, and just like falling in love with it kind of all over again. Um and yeah, I feel like I had almost like a second rediscovery too, because I never had anyone that told me to watch Clone Wars until mm. I met my boyfriend. So I feel like I got to see like Same. a whole <laughs> new thing open up, like a whole yeah. new world open up and became even bigger. And it was awesome. I have like 
I think I have two first memories of Star Wars. Um, I know one came first, but like I have the one where it's like, I don't know, I discovered it, I guess, and realized what I was watching. And then like when I took it for my own, it's like my dad watched Star Wars all the time. So like I probably saw it when I was two months old. Like, I don't know. He watched it constantly. I, I have a very distinct memory of watching The Phantom Menace. Um, and I must have been two or three. And I remember watching Jar Jar. And that was my first memory. It's like, oh, look at that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, like, the first memory that I have where I, like, took Star Wars as my own is um, when I was four, my mom took me to Walmart to pick out my very own lightsaber. And she was like, it's time Ooh. to get a lightsaber when I was four. And I was like, okay. And so we went to the toy section. And there was all, you know, those, like, retractable lightsabers that you yeah. had. You know, like, and she was like, you got to pick out your color. You got to pick out your hilt. And it was because my dad was gone on a trip. And we were all going to go to the airport and surprise him with our lightsabers. The handle and what color I wanted, and it was green, and it and it had the little like spikes that Ahsoka has on, that would mm-hmm. show years later. Um, but it was like this green spiked handle, and I was just like, I want this one, and that's that's pretty my like pretty much my first like Star Wars related like oh this is mine, and I still have that lightsaber. Um, so Jar Jar and that I guess. <laughs> I feel like mine piggybacks with the lightsaber experience. It was being over like when I was like five or something at a friend's house. And like, I think their brother was like, do you guys want to see something cool? And they turn off all the lights and then he just ignites the lightsaber and hands it to us. And it's just looking up and at this like glowing, just what would then become a glowing future of a further obsession of owning lightsabers myself. So definitely that was like, I was like, what's this from? And it's like, let me show you. that's awesome that's so sweet i don't even know what my first memory is because it's been in my life since before i could remember like both my parents Mm -hmm. liked it but especially when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply my dad so I just I grew up on it like I I just I do remember like I we would play with his like vintage toys which makes me like cringe now because we were children (laughs) playing with these vintage Star Wars toys Mm -hmm. as children do like he had the Ewok village and he had so much stuff and it was just like we just played with them that was just my childhood and it was just like my whole family was into it and it's just something that like as it grew and we grew like it just it's just been always a part of our lives I literally don't know what my life is like without it because I have no memory of my life without it Mm -hmm. that's very fair yeah I love that um I'm definitely very new uh I remember the exact time that I saw the first Star Wars movie I watched but then like honestly that was like I watched the movies it was very enjoyable to me but that wasn't like the experience I really remember as like the time I discovered Star Wars um someone on this call is actually there when I did it. It was with uh, Riley at the, like, we did a cabin trip together and I just, I don't know how it happened or who suggested it, but someone was like, we should just sit down and watch the entire prequels together. And I was like, oh, I'd never seen them before. And so everyone was there just like watching me as I was, you know, basically making really bad takes as I tried to predict what was going to happen. Um, I was wrong. I still think my ending was better, but I'm calling Anakin a lamp. 
but yeah everyone was there and it was just it was such a fun experience like watch the you know first movie and then sit there and talk about it and discuss it for like a solid three and a half hours and then Mm -hmm. the next day we watched the other two and it was just like a wonderful welcoming experience and I just like I remember like right at that point I was like you know what there's a lot of lore here I definitely want to learn more and then you know like it spirals into me advocating for uh clone rights angrily on a phone call that is one of my favorite experiences of like seeing someone else get into star wars was just like sitting there with everyone and Sai and just like Sai making all these like takes and just sitting there and like watching her see all this for the first time it was just like (laughs) yeah when i tell you i was like on the floor when uh qui-gon died because like somehow in my mind there was a three-year gap between like when i saw like the original trilogy for the first time and when I saw the prequels for the first time. So in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, that guy, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. She oh fell to the ground. Sitting there being like, he's gonna be fine. We see him in the next what are you talking? like? Come on, it's gonna be fine. No. It's just like first episode, he's gone. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> You despair. The whiplash that you experienced oh. in that moment. Did you pause it or let it just keep going? Oh, no. Well, no, no. I like. I think we just kept going because kept I remember, going. like, around that time, there's like a an Obi Wan move where he's like very heartbroken about it, and I'm sitting there being like, "Bro, I'm. <laughs> are we watching the same movie?" <laughs> like the I despair exactly was sad, was but happened, so and funny. in like the first twenty minutes, I was like, "I am wrong." <laughs> Oh gosh, it was so funny. I love that. Uh, Yeah, seeing other people like get into it is definitely, I feel like, I feel like I've experienced that with like a lot of different things. So seeing like I have some younger cousins getting into it more and it's just such a great experience and thing to watch them like get more and more excited over yeah and that like that's kind of has to do with like the fact that star wars has spanned so many generations Mm -hmm. you know it started in the 70s you've got it continuing on until now we're still making movies you've got you know the originals you've got the prequels you've got the sequels you've got the shows you've got so much Mm -hmm. it spans so many generations there's something in it for everyone yeah doesn't matter what you like if you like jedi if you like clones if you like bounty hunters you know that's one of the best things is like watching people get into it and find their niche and find like i like this you know i like this part of star wars i like all of it or whatever it is that they like there's something in it for everyone and that's just Mm -hmm. one of the best parts about star wars to me is just seeing what what do people like what's your show type what's your do you like the animated stuff do you not like it just it's just Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see what people get into Mm yeah yeah i agree and like for me, like having that like kind of second discovery, I feel like I kind of got to see like most of you and like my boyfriend kind of see me go through that, like discovering all these things. Cause I think me and Sai were kind of watching like the animated shows kind of around the same time. But like, I think you watched Rebels first, right? And then I was watching Clone Wars. Like I just went through all of it in yeah. like two months. <laughs> Because I, I so <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was uh, 
Mm-hmm. What was it's the episode where you meet Gungi for the first time and they're building lightsabers and we yep. it, we had kind of caught up near each other so we were around the mm-hmm. same part and it was you should have seen us we were just like I think I might still have them saved but like we were just Snapchatting each other back and forth being like yeah. if anything happens to these younglings <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything happens to them I will simply riot yeah I remember when Sai I was, was drive down to Lucasfilm. When Sai was going through that arc, and she had sent me a message being like, if anything happens to this little baby Wookiee, and I just send oh a God. smiley face, I would give her no information. I'd just send a smiley face. Oh. She was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know. I 45 ways, minutes away from like Lucasfilm, so I'm like, if anything happens, I'm going to drive <laughs> down there and oh. hold the current employees responsible for this TV show that they have. That poor guard at like the at the guard box is gonna get the earful of a lifetime. <laughs> He's just like, I just work here. Oh man. Were you happy to see Gunji again in Bad Batch season two? Oh my god. Taylor <laughs> <laughs> in celebration. When that boy popped on the screen, it was beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. my boy. <laughs> he is like a celebration moment I'll remember forever. Yes. Oh my god. I saw him, I was like, that's all I need. That's all I needed. <laughs> It was perfect. Oh gosh. So speaking speaking of like all these little moments that we love, what are some of your favorite moments, your biggest favorite moment? It can be like specifically with a female character character. Well, I can't speak. Um, or doesn't have to be whatever you feel. Like what is one of your favorite moments? Hmm. I don't know if it's like one moment, but just like Ahsoka, like in the the last few episodes of like season seven of the Clone Wars is just like it gives me goosebumps. I just like she is the moment. Um, I just like the wisdom that she has and that she's gained and like just like, like with her battle with Maul, just like all of it just like I don't I felt empowered. <laughs> I watched that and I was just like pop off like I don't I don't even know I just like I love her so much and like just that was just I think it's like some of my favorite thing that like Star Wars has done like it's not a movie but like if that bit was it would be my favorite Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. mine comes I have like a bunch of favorite moments from the shows and the movies but one of the most recent ones is uh, it comes from Jedi Fallen Order and Master Cordova, there's a playback, a video recording of him, and he's talking to BD1, and Cal's listening to it, and it's just, of course, the words that he needs to hear in that moment. It's hope will always survive in those who continue to fight, and Cal just kind of, mm-hmm. like, sits at that for a minute, because he's at, like, his breaking point, and just hearing that and just seeing him kind of, like, sober up with that thought, it was just, like, one of my favorite Star Wars moments to date. Such a good line, too. Man. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's like deep. That mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that it's something from a video game that you Mm -hmm. feel like is your favorite. Like, again, kind of going back to that, everyone has, like, kind of their niche, like Star said. Like, Mm -hmm. kind of find something that you're more, I don't want to say more connected to, but, like, just drawn to more. Some people, Mm -hmm. like, books a ton, you know, video games. Like I haven't personally played the video games, but like I love hearing about them from like you or like anyone else. So mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. your favorite from a video game. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
mine was actually from like the what more recent one was actually uh from a book it's the second thrawn book when um thrawn is heading to batu with uh with darth vader and he he has that like i think it's like three pages and like such a fantastic scene where he explains that uh for the chiss they call those who navigate through um space and who use the force the they call them skywalkers mm -hmm. and it was just like a moment where like on this page the way that it was written you could just like feel what vader was feeling and it was it's just a good character building moment it's so mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. i like that nice yeah i feel like I have such a hard time choosing favorites <laughs> and like Riley said, like I have so many favorite moments like from the shows and from other things. And I was trying to think a little bit more outside of the box here. And I think something that kind of hit me more deep to go off size, like book, a uh, little book comment. This is kind of from the princess and the scoundrel book and also um part of the movies so i feel like a scene that kind of hits me a bit more after reading especially the beginning of princess and scoundrel is the scene where luke is burning vader's body um i feel like it kind of means more to me now after also reading leia's point of view because she kind of spoiler alert for anyone that really you know <laughs> wants to read it <laughs> Not that big of a spoiler, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know that if we're here. What? <laughs> oh my God, no! What? <laughs> what? So, I, I don't even watch Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so you kind of have this moment at the beginning of the book where Leia like feels this pull um, and by the time she gets to the pyre, Luke isn't there anymore. Um, and it's all basically kind of ash and embers. And she just thinks about how, you know, her brother forgave him and like never gave up on him, but how she like never could. And there's a whole lot more that kind of goes into that. And it's been a while since I read it. Um, but I feel like thinking back on like watching that scene and thinking about that scene with Luke and his father, I feel like has so many different layers of symbolism and like meaning behind like everything Star Wars is about. So I feel like that one kind of like stands out to me more in that way. Obviously there's so many scenes that I could list, but. <laughs> Yeah. That's like its whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh. I have so many favorite moments that I'm going to be annoying and pick three and go really fast. I'm so sorry. Do it. Go for it. Take go your for it. time. Let's um, hear it. 2008, when Clone Wars the movie came out and Ahsoka stepped off the ship and said, Hey, I'm supposed to be your Padawan learner. Yes. And me, as a 10 year old at the time, was like, Oh my gosh. A girl who gets to be part of like the like cool Jedi story. Yes. And she's like close to my age, but she's older, so she's cool because I'm 10 and she's 14. And that's just like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, like that moment for me was just like, oh my God, I see, I feel seen. Like I want to have a lightsaber. I want to be her. Like that's the mm -hmm. coolest thing. And obviously, here we are, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I can't not cosplay her. I love her. So like that that scene just in and of itself. Um, and staying on the Ahsoka like train i guess 
another scene that really sticks out to me is when she leaves the Jedi Order. Um, when she goes, mm-hmm. hey, I got to figure this out on my own without you, without the council. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, she has such a good moral code. She has such a good understanding of herself um, that she does not need people to tell her what to do. She does not need an older group of people to tell her, hey, you should do this. You should do not. You should do that. You know, she's she is so um, like one with the force and also with herself that she knows that she doesn't need to be a Jedi and her going on and saying, hey, I am no Jedi and being able to just walk this path that for others would send them to the dark side or send them into this rigorous like Jedi order, but she can walk that line um, is just, it's a beautiful symbolism of really being an independent character that just does her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting. Good. Like, like what you just said about how, like, others would go to the dark side. Like, yep. it's kind of like a parallel between, like, her and Anakin. They were kind yeah. of faced with an incredibly similar situation where they're yep. both kind of, like, not feeling the Jedi Order. They're like, yeah. we don't feel like this is right. And yep. you can see where she goes versus where he goes. Yeah. It's very interesting. And, it, and it's like a scene where you get to... No, no, you're good. It's just like, <laughs> it's where you get to see that, like, she takes his training. And she almost gets to take his training mm-hmm. and do it, like, better. Which kind of is yes. a Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, look, mm-hmm. you trained to think outside the box and i'm i'm gonna think outside the box but i'm gonna do it in a way that works you know and yes i think that's just such a cool testament to her as being such an important character and then the last thing i'll say uh diverting from ahsoka um so i really like the republic commando books and one of the main main characters in the republic commando books is etane and i really um have i i really enjoyed when i read those books just the fact that you have this jedi character she came out way before Ahsoka, um, that gets to kind of um, be, I mean, toe-to-toe with the boys. She runs around with the commandos. She has a giant gun. She gets to just do whatever she wants. She's got the force. She's powerful. Um, And she's just, I know she's such an icon. And it's just really cool to see her in the books in in Legends. You know, before you have this Disney takeover, before you have um, the transition of stories, where you get to see a lot more thrills, which is awesome. But like you, you still have those cool characters. Those you still have those amazing female characters back in the day, back in the Legends books. Yeah. I mean, I can name a ton of them, but I'm going to point out Etain that gets to have the cool commando story. That gets yeah. to you know just be part of those legends. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I have to put her in there partially because of the Legends tie of being like it's not just now that we're getting strong female characters. They've mm-hmm. always they have they they've been there. Um, they've been there since day one and so it's, it's pretty cool to see those those legends ties um butting up to the to the current star wars so yeah i agree i i actually my mom also mentioned to me some of the books because she said she bought all the books like growing up and she told me which i didn't know this before so obviously i'm a fake fan but <laughs> apparently han and leia also had a daughter yeah. There is a black series figure of her. Yeah, there was. Oh, no my God. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm still learning so much more because, like, even though my mom really loved it, I only still like knew so much because I didn't have many people my age that really liked Star Wars as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like until I met Colin, really, um, I hadn't, I'd really only ever seen the movies. Like, I didn't really have access 
to anything else i kind of didn't i didn't really know anything about it we didn't have like cable growing up or anything so like i just had my movies so i met him and he was like oh you need to watch this show and this show and this show and i was like whoa started watching it and i was like this is so good like (laughs) some of the best star wars animated star wars i agree like Clone Wars and Rebels are just so good. Like if you haven't seen them, don't be deterred by the fact that they're animated. Like they're not hiddish, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's what I thought when I would see it advertised. I think on Netflix. Yeah, when I would mm-hmm. babysit yeah. stuff, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, uh, I didn't know. So I was kind of in the same boat. So. I'd never seen it until two and a half years, two years ago. Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel like one of like, one moment that always like stuck out to me was from the Clone Wars with Ahsoka when she is having to, she goes from being like a Padawan that was looked after and she now has to look after the younglings when they went to go like build their lightsabers. She now takes on this mentorship role and it really shows that like mm-hmm. she sort of guides them and then halfway through that guiding she's separated from them and mm-hmm. you really get to see like how much like she sort of impacted them to start thinking out of the box and to start like getting very creative and like finding their own way to solve like their problems and to then get back to her like it was just that moment of like showing that like everyone kind of affects everybody in the Star Wars world yeah. like mm-hmm. everybody has some sort of impact every character has something that either another character takes from them or they learn from them. So it's really just that like guidance that everyone sort of experiences. And like as fans, we experience that. Like we see these characters experiencing it and so do we. Like we take on these lessons that we learn from them. We take on the stories. So it really is just full circle. It's not just like what we're seeing in the shows. Like it's starting to become part of our world. So seeing it go from like the screen to our lives is just very like, it's a very mirror effect in a way. So mm-hmm. that's always what stood out to me is just the guidance that Star Wars has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the force, right? Like I just, I love this, the concept of the force that just all living things are just connected in some way. And I just think that that's like so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's just like something that like is translated from the movies and to like real life. Like we're all, connected in this way mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i definitely agree and that's something so i'll kind of like transition into another topic of like what star wars means to us while i kind of mention this little like tidbit to go off what you said brooke but i was able to go on the star cruiser and that was a place where i really felt that kind of sense of the force as we say i know i've heard people talk about it at cons they've talked about it at mosh isley and on the podcast those people are part of like just this community of people that have been brought together by something greater and i really love that it was i know so i can probably attest to (laughs) how it kind of felt on that star cruiser um experience of just like all these people coming together and you're there for your love of star wars and we were grateful to have a lot of people with us who also really love star wars and i feel like that added to it for sure Mm -hmm. um but i feel like 
that kind of sense of community is at least for me part of what Star Wars means to me and I can speak more on that in a little bit but do other people have like little what Star Wars means to them moments to me it's just it's it's hope and just like perseverance like just this idea that even when things are really dark when you're having a tough time that there, there's always hope and you can always like as long as you're I don't know you you stay strong you believe in yourself like you have your community right mm -hmm. you can overcome anything it's just this really like overpowering sense of hope mm -hmm. I think that's why one of my favorite quotes is from what I just said from the uh, fallen order is the hope will always survive and those who continue to fight it's just because that's basically what Star Wars is to me at least it's that hope that you were talking about and that's exact that line like perfectly encapsulates that whole, if you keep yes. going, hope will always be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. I love that so many of the, the character arcs we see are either like redemption arcs or they're about people coming together or like Rebels is like found family. And I, mm -hmm. I love that there's all of these like important life lessons that, you know, even adult TV shows really struggle to nail. Um, yeah. But then, you know, you have these like yes. animated shows and this, you know, predominantly like thought of as kid media that does such a great job of showing you know even however far you decide to go to the dark side whatever your iteration of the dark side is there's always a way to come back and whether it's your family or your friends or you know your found family whoever that like brings you back it's just having that sense of community and being able to like learn those life lessons and in, in a way where you're comfortable and I think that's like that's just absolutely beautiful that there's a younger generation now that is going to get to experience that because they're just they're general they're like lessons that really span different generations and different times in your life yeah mm -hmm. i i kind of i don't know jumping off of what you said i think star wars means to me family in mm -hmm. that like you know the first person that showed me star wars was my dad the person that took me to get my lightsaber was my mom the person that i cosplay with is my sibling like i have this and then, like, in the community, I feel like I found family. Like, I have people I go to cons with regularly. I have people I go and I, you know, party with as a carrot. You know, like, I, like have a good time with these people who all have connected over Star Wars as this, yes, you know, it's it's a medium of, you know, connection. But it's also, it's it's a fantastical world where you get to explore what it means to be you know, what if we were all, what if we were Jedi? What if we had, what if we were, you know, in a, in a fantastical world where we could all like explore the galaxy. And in that way, kind of like what you said, Hannah, like, I wish I could have gone on Star Cruiser. I couldn't, but it's like, what if we did get to explore the galaxy? What if we did get to go on a Star Cruiser? What if we did get to, you know, save the world? And it kind of teaches you these lessons that you get to take into the real world and say, hey, I have this found family. I have my real family, I have me, and I have all of these lessons from all of these people, whether it's about twins or about, you know, your chosen family in Rebels that it teaches you how to interact with the, with your people that you choose. It teaches you how to um, really connect with the world in a deeper way that, like, here's how you treat family. Here's how you solve problems as family. Here's how you forgive your family. And I think that is just in, especially in like 
don't know, in ways, like, especially for kids, for adults, for anyone, you always have to learn how to, you know, how to facilitate, like, a good family, whether it's with a friend family or a family family, you have to learn how to have those interactions. And I feel like it's a really good way to teach kids. It's a really good way to teach adults. I mean, I feel like I've learned stuff from it. Um, and so I think it means family to me, you know, and even like so many of the books are about family. Like you read the young Boba Fett books, you read Republic Commando. It's all the, the, the underlying theme of these books is family. Um, yeah. my perspective but it's 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 all about family to me mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. feel like it really is like for me i just see creativity through star mm -hmm. wars whether it's the creation of all the different worlds and planets we get to see the creation of new characters yeah it's also just the creativity that the community has around it whether like you see people making their own stories like spanning mm -hmm. off the universe you see people making their costumes you see people making armor like and i love seeing custom i love seeing these custom jedis i love seeing custom mandalorians yeah it truly is just this wonderful creative outlet where you don't really have anything that's like stopping you it's space there's so much <laughs> and they are always expanding it so it's ever-growing creativity of just mm -hmm. a world that we get to like play it. That's what I love as viewers. Yeah. We get to explore mm -hmm. it. We get to find new things about it that we love. It's just so much. And finding the people through the creative aspect of it, finding the people who are creative just like you, you are always going to have someone to relate to when it comes to just that little creative spark that Star Wars gives. It's yeah. Yeah. Much fun. Yeah. I, I feel like my answer really goes off of what both Star and Jillian were saying, that Star Wars is wonderment and family and believing in yourself. That's mm -hmm. something that I feel like is also a big theme, underlying theme, whether it's in your face or, you know, kind of hidden in the message is believing in yourself and believing in something that connects everyone yeah. Whether we're talking about, like Star said, family, community, um, having something that brings you together to be kind, to yeah. think of others before thinking of yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. Those different themes, I feel like, kind of, I don't know, make you good or balanced, I guess, yeah. is probably a better way to say it. Because I don't think that Star Wars is all about being just good. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really a balance between the two parts of everyone, the good and the bad, the dark, the light, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like those things are what Star Wars mean to me. And just like Jillian said, having fun with it and being creative and having just a whole community behind you and just having fun. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what a diverse community of people that I, <laughs> I first, I don't know if I'd ever get to like, you know, meet you guys if it wasn't for star Wars. Right. right. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. a, like massive community of people from different States, different countries, uh, different religions, different ethnicities, different mm -hmm. genders. Like it's just something that, you know, it's like a one, like vantage point 
that mm -hmm. really lets you experience everyone else's story and all of their stories are, you know, just as important and they do influence yours. Yeah. And it's like all coming together and it just like kind of like what we were saying where Ahsoka has to go and have her own story and has to have that courage to know that her own values matter, but still taking in what the rest of the Jedi and the rest of the people that she's meeting, it kind of tells you to do the same thing where you kind of take what you can from um, all of the people around you that you met mm -hmm. through this community. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost like, you know, kind of for both of you, what you guys just said, it, Star Wars is chocked full of coming of age stories. Like, you have this Ahsoka coming of age. She goes through her Padawan training and learns there's something more that the Jedi doesn't offer her. Um, and she comes of age. Ezra, coming of age story. Luke, coming of age story. Like, all of these characters have, um, I mean, Sabine, they all have these very um, robust coming of age stories. Ray has one where it's just, you're learning um, not just what the, like what Hannah was saying, not just the the flat up light side, but also like, what are the, what are the ways of the smugglers and the bounty hunters? What is the way to like, take care of your family? What about the dark side? You know, and you're learning all these things. Um, and it really is a fandom that, that teaches you how to grow. Mm -hmm. And almost every story, Anakin's story in the prequels, I mean, they all have to do with this. How do you grow up? How do you learn? How do you, how do you come of age into a galaxy or a world that you then need to find your community, you need to find your family, you need to find your morals, um, all of these things. And I think it teaches you, like Sai was saying, to go out and explore things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. things would you maybe not see otherwise. And it really challenges you um, to yeah. just think about like, hey, well, I've never thought about going there or I've never mm -hmm. thought about talking to, that set of people or I've never thought about going to a con in that state or I've never thought like and you go and you do things I've never thought about building armor or starting a sewing project or doing these things that are outside my comfort zone because you yourself are following along the Star Wars track of coming of age of mm -hmm. hey what are some things I didn't know let me try those you know and that's yeah. that's that's a really beautiful aspect of Star Wars yeah mm -hmm. I think as you were talking, I was thinking about cosplay and especially in the last two years, I was going through grad school and then I moved to a different state and cosplaying along with like Star Wars stuff, because obviously that's most of what I do. I feel like I've learned so much about myself and how to build things, which I never thought mm -hmm. I could mm -hmm. do. Granted, I get a lot of like guidance <laughs> but no, you're amazing I, everyone does right <laughs> yeah that's how i, I learn. have learned so much and i feel like i have also learned like you said how to do things i wouldn't have done and go places i wouldn't have gone and yeah it's just such a incredible world and like sai said or i forget if it was sai or jillian sorry but like i would not know like any of you, if I <laughs> mm -hmm. wasn't this into Star Wars, and I feel like I'm really grateful for that. And mm -hmm. also to add on to that, from what Jillian had said, I forgot the world building. I feel like I appreciate yeah. so much as someone who reads a lot too. Mm -hmm. Seeing like the different creatures, the droids, the worlds, the way people operate on those worlds is just so cool, especially as it keeps expanding. 
Mm -hmm. such a fantastic sandbox like you know with all of the different aliens that you get to meet all of the different kind of personalities and it does go back to the the cosplay where you know one of the things i love about specifically star wars cosplayers is just the we'll get it done kind of mentality like um it's one of those Uh fandoms where like i can go and say i have zero idea how i'm going to make a twi'lek but i'll get it done yeah Yeah. right like i've never (laughs) but i need a leather belt with pouches i'll get it done we'll find a way and Mm -hmm. i absolutely love that about the cosplay community as a whole and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that we have such a fantastic sandbox to play in that if you know they're able to have artists who draw these interesting characters and who write these interesting storylines then we as the people consuming the media are able to go you know what i could do the same thing i i can also Mm -hmm. challenge myself yeah yeah i i think that's why it's one of the main reasons i love the video games so much because like the world building yes you're seeing everything as you're going through the story but since you're playing a game you can stop and go look around yes Mm -hmm. and they've hidden all these little things for you to find just so you can be there and i just love that so much because like yes you can watch the shows and the movies and read the books and the comics but you don't get to go wherever you want and look at whatever you want. You look at what they give you and that's it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I really loved the games, especially, and I connect well with the games, especially because I can go and look at whatever for as long as I want. Yeah. It's like going to Disney and sitting in Batu for like five hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a buffet buffet where you're building like your plate of what you want to see mm-hmm. what you want to watch, like what you yeah. want to make, like with light lightsaber building, you are picking the parts you want. Mm-hmm. You are choosing like the path of, or the buffet of Star Wars that you want to enjoy. Whether mm-hmm. it's you want to enjoy the books, you want to enjoy some of the shows, the video games, there's mm-hmm. like the extended lore to it. There's so yeah. much. And everyone gets so creative with what it is they want to like deep dive into. And that's another great thing about it. It's just, you can find one thing and like spiral into it and find so much passion for it. And yeah. it's that's what's really great is seeing what people are really passionate about and yeah. how I've seen it like take people who are very like, sort of like closed off and like when they find that one thing that they are passionate about, they break out of their shell. Like nothing I've ever seen before. And you see just that joy that they have. And it's it can be over like little niche things from a droid to a little blue mu- musician you can find. Like <laughs> I wasn't gonna go this episode lasted 45 minutes. Oh man. my gosh. You you really thought that because Colin wasn't on here, you weren't gonna see that guy, but oh, he still he made it. He's Max always here. Hey, Brooke, Max Rubo's behind you. Okay, yeah, he's, he's right always there. here. <laughs> he's always here. He's yeah, he's always watching. Oh, always. Yeah, always so true. He's he's, he's like he's cool like Roz, you know, from Monsters yes. Inc. He's, he's always watching. <laughs> it's that moment of just like joy that just sparks just from yeah. that one little thing. You find that passion and you find mm-hmm. those giant moments that just like erupts in joy. And that's what's so special about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It brings so much of that to so many people. And it's infectious. It truly is infectious. Yeah. 
No, I that agree. That was one and of I the also... most fantastic things about like the the Star Cruiser is, um, and I know it's gone. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but it it's just like you would go on this trip with a bunch of people who loved and cared about it just as much as you did and i don't think there was ever any sort of person that thought no matter what you were doing or what you did for this trip that you were doing too much like mm -hmm. whether you had full body face paint you were not doing too much whether you bedazzled a droid you were not doing too much <laughs> you know whether or not you decided to bring an entire group of aliens onto this ship in the middle of florida like you are not doing too much like everyone was so excited to see you be passionate and they were just as passionate around you and it's such a wonderful energy that like I you know unfortunately we don't get to see that a lot in our adult lives and it was just mm -hmm. a wonderful trip to be on and cons are like that as well which is just mm -hmm. a great place to be mm -hmm. yeah. and I that's that so true like in our adult lives we don't you don't get to see that as much that's so true that's one of the things that I love about Star Wars I just love like it, any little person getting passionate about it like I don't care what it is talk to me about it I want to hear about it I just I, I love that I think that's so amazing Mm -hmm. like for me at least um that's also taken me to be able to do that a little bit better with my like with my real life as you call it like so star wars taught me to be able to look at things and passionately be like oh my gosh i love this i'm gonna unashamedly just love this tiny niche thing of star wars that i do and i found that that's helped me give like get confidence in my like other aspects of my life, whether it's my work or like my other hobbies or with my family, where it's like Star Wars teaches you lessons that you then can take into other aspects of your life and be like, hey, mm -hmm. I like exploring these different cultures in Star Wars. I want to explore them in real life. Mm -hmm. I like to go and travel new places for cons. What if I looked other places? And it's like, it gives you tools to just like, Yes, look at the Star Wars world, but then also to be like, hey, I like that that character does this. I want to try to do that too. What if I implemented that in my, what if I implemented that in my work life? What if I implemented that in my other hobbies? You know, and it, it even like cosplay, like what you were saying, um, Hannah, someone, I don't know, we were all talking anyway, um, about like learning so many new things in cosplay and being able to be like, hey, I never thought I could build this. What if I could try to establish something new? somewhere else and like i think that star wars cosplay the whole community has taught me not just to find it in star wars but to take those things i learned in star wars and put them into other aspects of my life mm -hmm. my work put them into my other hobbies put them into my family and be able to use those tools to be like wow i can find so much more beauty in other things not just star wars. yeah and it teaches you lessons that you can take with you and i think that is another beautiful thing about star wars you know it doesn't stop there you get to take that to your galaxy Mm -hmm. yeah for I, sure i like that you're like if you if you think about it like i feel like as we grow up right like mm -hmm. being passionate about things sometimes it, it, people kind of think it's childish so like yeah. i feel like as we grow up a lot of people kind of like stop getting super excited about those kind of things but yeah. like not the star wars community which is one mm -hmm. of the things i really love about it is that you've got adults who are dressing up for you know lack of a better term you're cosplaying you're like doing all these things that a lot of other people are like isn't that kind of childish you're like no why like why does that need to be childish i'm yeah. passionate about it i love it like i'm gonna do it and i am having a good time yeah yep. yeah and like as we you know get older another thing we definitely lose is just like the idea that we can do new things like i know a lot of people are just mm -hmm. like i'm an adult i could never learn piano at this point or like i could never take right. ballet but yeah. like yeah you know, Getting into cosplay, 
I've never really done, I've never built a droid before, but I'm still going to give it a shot. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. everyone on this call at some point was probably like, I've never sewed something from scratch or I've never, mm-hmm. you know, 3D modeled something. I've never learned to print. But even as adults, we're like, we, we can do that. Like we can learn yes. new things even at this point. Yeah. And like you have this amazing community that's like encouraging you to do so. Yeah. And it's going to help you. Like if you have questions, someone has an answer or someone will help you find an answer. Like, like we are all like, I feel like a bunch of us, we are going to be learning about engineering, robotics, 3D printing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are skills that maybe if it weren't for Star Wars, I wouldn't be striving to like yeah. go learn yeah. about robotics and like how to go make a droid. Like mm-hmm. yeah. crazy skills that like when people are like, wait a minute, you're building robots? And it's like, yeah, I'm building a droid. It's like, why not throw that on the resume? So yeah. it's all these amazing life skills that yeah. of Star Wars we're bringing into, you know, like our adult life, like our real, yeah. our job. And yeah. they can implement into our jobs mm-hmm. as well. There's, yeah. There's always a joke that goes around saying that Star Wars, like the community, like a bunch of enablers. (laughs) Um, And one of my biggest mistakes, not an actual mistake, but like a mistake was telling Hunter, who's in the chat, oh, I kind of want to build a BD unit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you're doing that now. He was like, oh, I can't. And he's like, no, 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 you're doing that now. You're doing that now. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm doing that now. Mm -hmm. When... Who knows? But I'm doing it. <laughs> but but you, you are. are it <laughs> Make sure you do it too. Yeah. Oh yes, you will. Yeah. There's the community like is very enabling. Who, <laughs> like definitely learn to play a musical instrument for a Max Rebo cosplay. I don't know who he is, but there's someone out there who, in their adult life, was like, "I'm gonna learn an instrument mm-hmm. for cosplay," and oh, I like that. No. That's just like a completely believable thing that has happened in this community. Mm-hmm. That guy right there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I taught myself Arbesh because I was sick and tired of like being in Galaxy's Edge and not being able to know what anything says. I was like, I want to know what this says. Mm -hmm. I made flashcards. Yeah. And it took me like a week and I knew it. And now it's like one of my favorite things is Colin will be like, what does this say? I'll be like, oh, it's this. And I just know it. Mm -hmm. I right you learned a new language i did i did i actually fun fact we were doing an escape room in orlando and like we were just doing about the thing and someone had found this little message and they were like oh haha this kind of looks like the star wars language and like i looked at it and i was like it is i can read it and we (laughs) skipped an entire section of the escape room because i could read the code without the decoder wherever it was that's amazing. Perfect. That's, um, real- that's some queen stuff, right? Yeah. There. I can tell you that they were watching your room, like on the cameras, like. <laughs> yeah, I think they said only like one other person ever had they seen be able to do that. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I did that with Mandoa. I like put a bunch of sticky yeah. notes of like the Mandoa words for everything around my house and like learned Mandoa. And I was like, I yes. must know this language. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's sick too. Uh, yeah, but I even, like, on that and like learning new skills and stuff, I was gonna say like the stuff you'd never think to try. Like recently, tried building a clone, and like it was so fun. Like bringing it back to like kind of women in the community and building things. Like me and Hannah were kind of building clones at the same time, <laughs> and it was really fun to like 
text Hannah and be like, oh my God, I don't know how to sand this. I don't know what to do because yeah. you're designed for six foot two Some men yeah. bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. me and Hannah are not six foot two men. No. And so it's really fun to like have. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, actually. <laughs> what? Like, it's, it's yeah. I feel bamboozled. You get, you do get to have this community and this learning aspect of like, hey, there's other women who are trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do. We're learning different like trial and error. How do we do this? What are we doing? You know, um, type situation. Yeah. And like, and that was that was a really fun part of the learning process and a really fun part of like, hey, I never would have thought that I could do this. Like, starting cosplaying in 2021, I never would have thought like, hey, I should try to build a clone. You know, uh-huh. like seeing Hannah do it, I was like, well. I should try to. I mean, like, we can do I, it. I always tell people that if I can do it, so can you. Because <laughs> it is, it really is such a difficult process. And to go off of what you said, yeah, it's built for like a man's body, quote unquote, who's, I think the shortest it's supposed to fit is close to six foot. Yeah. And I consider myself someone who's like has slightly more broad shoulders i don't know and i still had to cut my armor way down yeah. like the amount i had to cut off of it is almost laughable i call my chest plate like the frankenstein part of my costume because i had to cut it in four different pieces yeah. and bring it back together <laughs> like, so yeah. i think that's something else that is kind of coming more to light in the cosplay Star Wars community too, is that we want to have more things shaped slash sized for women or people who are smaller in general. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that would definitely be more helpful yeah. um, and just accessible and right. less time consuming. Let me tell you, <laughs> but in that the meantime, we'll yeah. be hacking at them with Dremels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that you get stuck in your hair. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that. that. <laughs> we all just take a moment to wince. We all just take a moment to just like wince at just the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I also want to take that like, um, kind of everything that we've been learning and kind of point it in the direction of. The topic of this podcast, I would guess mm-hmm. I would say, or overall topic, and mm-hmm. ask, what have the women of Star Wars taught you? And why do you feel like it's important to have this representation? It's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very loaded question. It's, it, is a, it is, because I feel like there's so many things that we can learn. I mean, we've talked about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. and how many things we've all learned from her and how much wisdom she can give you for your everyday life. Mm-hmm. I know one of the first things I always think of when I was re-watching whenever I was 10, kind of rediscovering Star Wars, was Leia and how she just like immediately kicks butt, is not afraid of Darth Vader mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of does her thing without apologizing for it and without saying that, you know, she's sorry or anything like that. I've always loved her. And that's definitely one of the biggest reasons why I love her. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that is something that I like to think about a lot. Um, so I feel like she's definitely someone that I've learned from for sure, along with Ahsoka, obviously. But mm -hmm. I think that was kind of like my first viewing mm -hmm. kind of gave me that. But yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that I agree with Leia. Leia is probably like my first maybe ever character that I've like watched ever of being like, I'm going to do what I'm doing. I don't care what you have to say about it. I don't care if you think I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so that was really important to me growing up. And even when I started watching the prequels, when they started coming out, obviously, um, seeing Padme, because people would mm -hmm. not listen to Padme, mm -hmm. and then she would be correct. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Always. I know. Always. So Always. shocking. Which is, I know a lot of people here can relate to that, and it's just kind of like, huh. <laughs> well, at least I can see that it also happens to one of the most influential, influential people of the galaxy. So it's like, in that way, it kind of instills hope. It's just like, okay, even if people aren't going to listen to you, they're going to see that you're correct, and then you're correct. Well, <laughs> it's just like, mm -hmm. just don't listen to anyone else. If they want to be wrong, they can be wrong. And you just got to keep doing what you're doing and just not listen to people telling you that you're wrong. Unless you are wrong, then, like, listen to them. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like that. I think, like, you know, on the topic of like why it's important to have female representation in star wars is probably the same reason it's important to have female representation in everything mm -hmm. it's that females make up you know 50 percent of the planet and like sorry <laughs> to like pull in that but like it's the you know when you have pretty much anything um men and women 50 percent, right and so having female representation in you know a fandom is important when you know, you've got um, people across the globe who know this franchise. They know the stories from the 70s. They know the stories from the 2000s. They know everything that's coming out now. It's important to have female re representation because not just for females, but like for everyone to be able to see like, look, hey, in a whole galaxy, in this whole fictional galaxy, there's just as many men as there are women. And I'm not saying that on a character basis, but on a basis of having characters that you can connect with characters that you can um, like view their story in. You know, it's important to have that representation so you can watch strong female characters, weak female characters, um, passionate female characters, bad female characters, everything, the whole range. You need the whole range of female characters so that you can see that, you know, just like men, just like anyone, women can span. They can be bad guys. They can be good guys. They can be they can be sleazy. They can be cool. They can be, um, they can be, you know, smugglers. They can be, they can be anything because that's the point. It's not that women have to be, you know, the most amazing characters ever. It's that they're just like anyone else, you know? And, and I think that's why representation and having a smattering of female characters is so important is because you need to be able to see that, um, you don't get relegated to one position or relegated to one um, area. And that's what like, you know, 
Leia taught you you can be part of the resistance. You know, Padme taught you you can be part of the government and make a change. And Ahsoka taught you you can be a fighter, you know. And it's like, that's why those characters are so important is that they teach you you don't have to just um, find yourself in one area. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's 50-50. You know, you, you can find yourself in so many different positions. And I think that's why representation is important is that for little girls like me, who is four years old going to pick out my lightsaber, you know, I don't have to just think to myself, oh my goodness, I need to go. I don't know. Whatever it is, I can pick out a lightsaber. I can pick out a dress. I can pick out a smuggler's gun. I can pick out whatever I want. And that's something Mm -hmm. that's really nice about Star Wars is that Mm -hmm. as a female in the Legends book, in the, in the, old canon and the new canon and whatever you want to find there are female characters everywhere and that's why representation is so important for like kids my age and kids younger than me kids older than me whatever you know so. mm-hmm. yeah like i feel like a character that i or like a woman in star wars that i love to look towards is hera she yeah. has yeah. such a wide like scheme of everything that she can do and everything yep wanted to do and everything she's done whether it's being a pilot whether it's mm-hmm. being not just a mom but a mother figure to yeah. the entire crew yeah. she is able to be there for patience for motivation mm-hmm. for just that extra drive she is able to prove you can start somewhere and if you have that goal and have that determination and follow through it can be executed it can be done she just shows because we get to like meet younger Hera in the Bad Batch, and yeah. which I thought was such a treat to get to see. I always love when we get to see younger versions because then mm-hmm. the world expands so much. So getting to see younger Hera dreaming of being a pilot to like because when we first meet her, that's what we see. We see the pilot in her, and yeah. as we go on Hera's story, we see we see her experience love. We see her experience loss, and we see these like women characters go through things that we go through as well. We go through the same things. Mm-hmm. So it really is sometimes so nice to be able to relate to it, to be like, okay, well, this character who I looked up to got through this, or if the show is going on, they're going through this Well, maybe you are as well. So being able to learn with them, learn from them, it is such, it's such a memorable experience. And I just love Hera because you got to see her go through like being at the top of the world to literally losing what she thought was everything. And then she finds it again. She'll find her family. She'll find what she loves. And so she, I will always put hair up there as such a motivational character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. And I think something I was thinking of while you were talking, Jillian and you star, I was thinking a lot about, Mon Mothma and mm-hmm. her role in Andor. Yeah. And just the political games and everything that she plays, how strategic she thinks. Um, just that was one of the things I thought about earlier today when I was thinking about this podcast. And I feel like she's one of those people who, you know, she's not a Jedi. She's not you know, in the action of the fighting or anything, but she is still just as powerful playing the game and Mm -hmm. she learned how to play the game. And I always love seeing women in those roles, just like outsmart everyone else. Um, Like it's just the best. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, you I got that same feeling in like other shows or movies that I've watched. And I think that that's such a great thing to see because not everyone is a fighter. Not everyone is, you know, I guess a Jedi is still a fighter, but, you know, <laughs> like kind of have like all the different ranges, like Star was saying, just mm -hmm. of everything. And I think that that's so wonderful to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think like, like at its core, it's just kind of ridiculous to to like have this idea that like, oh, this is a guy's thing, so we don't need to have women in it at all. Like, I think there are very few things in this world that is like specifically a guy or girl thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, who? Like, Star Wars was not marketed towards men only. Like yeah. why like, children? No. Exactly. <laughs> like who got it in their heads that women can't be in it just because it's a it's a guy's thing? Like no one ever said that. Like it's just like mm -hmm. like we've said yeah. it's it's pretty much fifty percent you've got men, fifty percent women. Like that's just how the world is. Yeah. Why mm -hmm. would there be less in this galaxy? Maybe yeah, they have different st statistics than we do. I don't know, but <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh huh. It's like a good story. It's like a, a community you care about. Like if you're someone who really does care about Star Wars, like what legitimate reason would you have to want to limit the perspective to only being a male one? Like, yeah. is, right. is there really like, any positive to that? Like, isn't it always better no. to have more? Don't you want to show, you know? more female characters don't you want to show more female perspectives don't you just want to have more characters in general that are dynamic yeah. and interesting and have backstories and a range of life and in order to make it like a legacy kind of show like something that is long lasting you're going to need to include all of these different stories and you yeah. should want to include all these stories because it is such a fantastic sandbox that like me getting a story or Riley getting a story or anyone else here finding a character that they can relate to isn't going to take away from any of the characters you maybe relate to. Like, mm -hmm. it yeah. really just doesn't make any sense to feel like it is an attack that there is more female representation. It should be a positive thing. And if you're someone who likes the community and you like Star Wars, you you should find a way to be happy about it because it's ultimately just better for Star Wars as a whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And going and back just to Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, and just because like a character is male or female, like doesn't mean that only males or females are going to connect to this character. Yeah. Like yes. I've had so many mm -hmm. amazing conversations with people who identify with Ahsoka, male and female, yeah. and like mm -hmm. with a bunch of other characters too. Like, there's no law that says that like, oh, I'm a girl, so I can only identify with female characters. Like, mm -hmm. that's not a thing either. Yeah, I. Brooke, I was about to actually say the pretty much the same thing. Really? Like, yeah, I was just saying, like, it's such a, like, it's it's also such, like, okay, not to be the first, but it's kind of an archaic idea that it's very binary. Men only identify with men and females mm -hmm. only identify yeah. with females. Like, the idea that, like, I have a lot of male characters in Star Wars that I love, that I identify yes. with. Like, mm -hmm. just because I want female perspectives doesn't mean I don't identify with the men, right? Like, a lot of my cosplays are male characters. Just how it is, and it's mm -hmm. like I, I like them. Hannah has male cosplays as well. Like that's just like what you do. Like you find characters who your story resonates with, and like mm -hmm. limiting the idea to, oh my gosh, we shouldn't have more female characters. Like that doesn't just limit 
females, that also just limits the range of stores you can have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, like what you were saying, Brooke, and I'm just jumping off of that, basically. And mm-hmm. it goes back to exactly what me, uh, what, what I said and what everyone else echoed earlier, just like, is 50% of the planet, you, you, you know, when you have a universe of species, 50% is going to be female. And that's just honestly not to be that person but like it's realistic okay you want to have 50 percent male 50 that's realistic that's what we have now so like yeah you know to have more female perspectives is is not a it's not a problem if you don't like it that's okay like watch something else that's fine like you can Mm -hmm, write your stories you can identify like that's the nice thing about star wars identify with what you want to identify with if you Mm -hmm. want to watch only the mandalorian go for it if you watch only ahsoka go for it like you know Star Wars has something for everyone. It is for everyone. And so, you know, choosing like a storyline that really resonates with you is like what you should do. So like if you mm-hmm. don't identify with a certain story, that's okay. You know, that's fine. Um, but having that diversity of ones that you can possibly pick from is is a positive. Um, pretty much any way you spin it. So, yeah. I feel like that um, when you were saying you know, you limit the stories you can tell. One of the things I thought of kind of right away, and I'm not really sure why, but it's the first thing that popped in my head was um, uh, in Andor, I'm, I was thinking of her name earlier um, and the officer's name, but the officer Mm -hmm. um, who goes home to his mom, I'm totally blanking on their name. Oh, it's real. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, his mom, like if he, yeah. if she hadn't pushed him to do certain things and acted how she did, she's such an interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and she, without her, the story would be different. Same with Marva and her whole speech that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. kind of shows like, that's also one of my favorite moments. Yes. And I feel like without those characters, things would have been so much more different. Yeah, I will say it's like lately hearing uh, lately hearing that not lately because it's been for the past at least several years to my knowledge the pushback of like oh we don't need more female characters because then it's not Star Wars that has always been very confusing to me because there have always been female characters and they aren't background characters. And for them to say, oh, well, it's not Star Wars. It's just like, do you know who George Lucas is as a person? Yeah. <laughs> that man, I, like th- that way of thinking is not at all what George Lucas was. And yeah. even like now that George doesn't isn't in control, but even when George had it, that's never been the type of person no. he was. Mm-hmm. So like this whole idea of like, well, we can't, we can't keep having these lead female characters or blah, 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 because then it's not Star Wars that... It's like where did you where where did this come from? Do you know what I mean? I just don't understand. Yeah, because it's just it's always like been here. It's such mm-hmm. a disingenuous statement to begin with. Like it's mm-hmm. it's one of those statements where it's you don't even want to have the argument or the discussion or even just like a back and forth because just the basis of the statement is just argumentative to begin with. Like, what do you mean you don't need more female characters? No right. one said that you were being forced to. No, nobody is holding, like, you know, a gun to your head and making you yeah. write these stories. They're good <laughs> stories. Mm-hmm. You should want to tell them. Like, you should want to include this new perspective. It's an entire galaxy. And you're saying that 
you're being forced to write this particular story from this particular perspective to include this exact like that's not what's happening here there's more and more people getting into star wars and those people deserve to have you know stories told that are well written well thought out and dynamic and long lasting and that are you know applicable to any and all age groups genders everything it's yeah. not a need it should be a want you should mm -hmm. want to have this mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that kind of brings in like wanting people who look like you, I guess. I feel yeah. like that could be kind of like an important thing as well is like not just like male, female representation, um, but also just different people in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like Star Wars does a pretty like decent job at that. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anyone really complain about it, but I think that's something to think about. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about a galaxy that's filled with so many different creatures, whether they're human looking or, you know, they're Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're, they're, the expanse is just so great. And I think that's part of, what makes it really cool is all of these species interact with each other. And I think that that is also a good, you know, thing to see for people yeah. is that no matter what you look like, you can be part of something greater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that goes back to just the idea of representation as a whole of just saying, mm -hmm. you know, when you see someone as a like especially as a child right like i'm thinking about me as a kid or like anyone as a kid when you see someone as a kid that looks like you you go hey look it's me i could do this thing and so it's important to have characters that look like people that act like people that have a diversity of ranges so that all of the little kids and i'm thinking like young here watch a show mm -hmm. and they don't go oh wow i'm only the character that you know, is the bad guy. Or, like, I'm only the character that, like, doesn't really do anything, but that mm -hmm. you can go, oh, I have different characters that I can identify with. And, of course, you can identify with any characters you want, mm -hmm. even if they don't look like you. But mm -hmm. it's an yeah. easy jump. It's an easy exactly. thing for kids' brains to be able to see something and go, wow, that could be me. I have blonde hair. That's me. I have brown hair. That's me. You know, like, it, it, kids make that jump they just do and so it's like that's why it's important mm -hmm. to have things different races different genders different mm -hmm. I mean, anything to just be like yeah. oh different personalities different yeah. situations in life that's why it's important to be like wow look that character is yeah. like that. and you know and that's just true regardless of you know what way you want to splice representation whether that's race whether that's gender whatever you know that's why it's important you know yeah yeah, like you can identify with, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to like really quick, like you can identify with, you know, creatures in Star Wars, with the human looking people in Star Wars, yep. whatever you want to say, like any aliens, because they're technically all aliens to us, right? But yeah. yeah. And so I like that sentiment. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also not just about like, you as an individual person um, identifying with what you see on screen, but it's also yeah. like we were just talking about how Star Wars teaches us all of these different lessons that we can take through our lives. Is it not just as equally important to teach younger kids that, you know, good and evil can come in all different phenotypic forms? Like, right. is, 
you know, like one of the things that I really liked that we saw is that not all of the bad guys look alike and not all of the good guys right. look alike. And, right. you know, not all Wookiees are good, not all Wookiees are bad. And it's just, it's not like an important lesson that we want to teach the people who are watching along with all of these other lessons that we learn is that, you know, we want to show a wide range of stories and an important part of that, you know, just from a storytelling perspective, just to keep things interesting and not predictable yeah. is that you yeah. need to be able to show that different people can have different stories, even if they look the same or different, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. yep. that is, there are some stories yeah. that maybe you can only tell from a specific lens and that that's totally fair. Like they talk about that in the Thrawn books, but like there's also some stories that are just applicable to everyone. And that is such an interesting take that you can really show in this sandbox to the entire audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 To Star's point, it's just like it's very minuscule, but just kind of to show just the smallest things that kids will grab onto. When I was watching the prequels growing up, just the smallest, most minuscule thing, but it stuck out to me when I was watching. Like growing up, I'm used to all the actresses in like shows and movies having very like straight hair. And so whenever they'd show the scenes of Padme with her natural hair and it was just like very curly, that's what I immediately locked onto. Like it's, it may, it yeah. matters very little, but it's just like seeing someone, oh, that person doesn't have straight hair. That their hair is kind of like my hair. It's like very yeah. small thing, but kids will just lock onto anything. And that's mm -hmm. why it's very important to have even the smallest resemblance of like familiarity in media if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Piggybacking off of that, like me. I was big on Disney growing up and, you know, a lot of the earlier ones, they were blonde, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so like Leia, brown eyes, brown hair, and a lot of the Star Wars women actually, like that was just mm -hmm. like for me yeah. as a kid, like again, very small, but like for me, for my kid brain, I was like, oh, I, I see myself in these people like it was important yeah. to me because like I was not blonde and I did not have blue eyes but I saw it <laughs> everywhere <laughs> mm -hmm. that's well, very fair and point. even like you know tiny bit like I got you know I got representation in a lot of things having very blonde hair very blue eyes you know but even seeing Ahsoka like oh my gosh just blue eyes I do too how cool like mm -hmm. just like that. uh -huh. that's so fun yeah, but it was fun, you know. And like, I think as a kid, like like you've all said, people, kids, everybody, they latch onto something that they see as familiar, mm -hmm. and they get to follow that storyline, and that's so fun for them. Um, and that's something. And I think Star Wars has done a great job with that. You know, you've got people, aliens, humans, whatever, Jedi, everything. You've got so many storylines to follow. They follow so many different ranges of. Um, storylines and and backgrounds and everything but you can find something mm -hmm. you can find something in anyone mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be someone that looks like you it can be someone mm -hmm. that looks no really different. Yeah. But that is an aspect that plays into how you feel especially as a kid how you can identify with people and i think that's something really special mm -hmm. yeah. yeah because just want to say like it doesn't necessarily matter like what a character looks like for people to be able to identify with them it yeah. really doesn't mm -hmm. um yeah. but just it is important to have that diversity and to show a bunch of different people yes. it doesn't matter for people to identify with them they don't have to look exactly like them like i don't yeah. look exactly like anyone in star wars but i can still identify with them yeah mm -hmm. Just yeah. inclusion and just a wide representation of people in general is just important just because that's life. 
Like yep. you're going to see a wide range of people, male, yeah. female, whatever, in your daily life. And so if you're not comfortable with seeing that in a show, I don't know what to tell you because that's life. Mm-hmm. To bounce off that, it's not going to stop. It's going no. to be there. There no. will be women in Star Wars. They will continue to write women in Star Wars because it is such an important it's so important to have women there. It's so it's so important to have everybody there. Just yeah. all just a vast array of different people, of different genders, different mm-hmm. species. It's so prominent and it's not stopping whatsoever mm-hmm. on any point. So I whenever people are like, oh, they need to stop, it's like, well, they're not. So buckle mm-hmm. in because you're in for yeah. a very long ride. So you mm-hmm. can either sit back, relax, and enjoy it, or you just sit back and relax because you're going to be here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, going back to kind of like the point of why we kind of started this episode or mm-hmm. wanted to do it was because we hear these things all the time. This isn't something like new. It's not something every single person says. It's not something that, you know, everyone believes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we decided to do this because there was this viral audio. And these are things that we have heard in the past from people not believing that we like something or not wanting yeah. certain things to be put in Star Wars or even any other media. So I think kind of a good thing to kind of come back to is that like main idea that, you know, it's not that, you know, we're trying to push some agenda or something, but we thought that it was an important thing to talk about and just kind of express there's a like, yeah. Like, I feel like some people just have this idea that like putting women in it is that they're eventually just not, aren't going to be any men or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, like we just no, want, just get there out. should, yeah. there should be this, you know, there's going to be both. Yeah. So like, just, just, I don't know, yeah. suck it up. I don't yeah, know. Like relax. <laughs> what's the problem? I, Calm down. Like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from your story just because we've added no. someone else's to the mix. Like it is an entire universe and you know, I, uh, there's a conversation happening in the, and there's something that I just maybe want to, you know, it's a very, I understand like why someone would feel that, you know, um, you should be able to see yourself in any character, regardless of how they look like. And I I get that, like, but that's also speaking from a perspective of someone who just doesn't see people that look like her in a lot of Mm -hmm. media. I, I do identify with a lot of characters. Like I, definitely identify with Hera and I don't like who and I'm not green but at the same time that doesn't change the fact that I didn't get really really excited when I found out that Indira Varma was going to be in um in the Obi-Wan show right like mm-hmm. as someone who is a part of the community it is just always uplifting and it makes me feel like I'm included yeah. and seen as a member of the community when you show people that look like me on the screen their stories aren't anything like mine and I just really didn't identify with her character in the show, but that doesn't change the fact that I was happy to see it on screen. It's an entire galaxy. You should be able to show this diversity of people without it taking away from the fact that it's Star Wars as a whole. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a lesson you want to yeah. teach everyone who is watching. At the same time, it is also just a nice thing to do for the community because the community is not a monolith. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's that is true. Like, you know, 
I identify with many people in Star Wars, male, female, anything. Like I've cosplayed guys, I've cosplayed girls. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. You do a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, and many other things. And so, like to me, you know, I probably identify with just as many men as I do women in Star Wars. Um, and it still matters. Um, in in media that people are okay when they see like let's be honest the world has uh, a plethora of casting talent you have casting talent around the world and when you have the chance to cast someone who looks a little different than someone else it's really nice for people to see hey look that looks like me mm -hmm. and that's okay you know you've got you've got a bunch of choices and that doesn't mean you have to make that choice it doesn't mean you need to but what we're kind of pointing out here is that we see that and that's important and that's cool, especially for kids, especially for kids mm -hmm. growing up and being able to say, hey, that's cool. You know, it doesn't mean you have to identify with that person. Like Sai said, it doesn't mean that you need to. It doesn't mean that you, that's the only person you can. It just means that that's something that's an extra, um, a nice thing that Star Wars has done a really good job at, at making so many shows, so many movies, so many video games, so many books where there's so mm. many people, there's so many characters um, that you can gender, race, whatever, um, that you can, you can find a story that fits you. Um, and mm -hmm. so it's not that that's the only thing you can do, but it is a nice benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. And it's not about any kind of agenda being pushed. It's just about art imitating life and our media needs to imitate the world around us rather than focusing on one avenue of thing. So it's not about, oh, well, they're adding more women because they're pushing an agenda or they're adding more people of color because they're pushing. Yeah. It's just like, no, this is just what the world looks like. If that's not what exactly. your, your world looks like, that's your own thing. But this is what the world looks like. And it's time for it to reflect in media. And that's just yes. it. There's no agenda. It's just art imitating life. It's time. And mm -hmm. if it's if it's not what your world looks like, then, you know, I'm I'm sorry. That's just that just could be the way that you were raised, where you were born. Mm -hmm. It just could be the way that you know your surroundings are but you know you chose to enter this galaxy like you should mm -hmm. do it with open arms and you should want to you know learn about new people and their identities and you know you should be open to seeing new stories that maybe you're just not used to seeing because there is a whole galaxy out there right yeah. like <laughs> a world that you like to be a part of then be excited to see more of it yeah. It, mm -hmm. Sometimes there's going to be misses, right? Like there's going to be storylines that just don't hit. There's going to be storylines that just are unfortunately not well written. You know, it happens yeah. sometimes, but there are so many that are just so good. And it's such a, you know, great gift that we have that we're able to experience them yep. as we watch yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's also so many that are not done yet. There's so many that could be explored more. So never just count it out the first time around because we never know what they're thinking up over there. They, yeah. They're always hitting us with curveballs <laughs> and surprises around every corner and with every season. So mm -hmm. stories can grow, stories can expand, and things can improve. There's always improvement, and there always yeah. will be growth. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as someone who, like, I love Star Wars, and there's certain storylines that are not my favorite. That's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. I have my niche that I like. That's okay. You know, it's, I don't need to like all of Star Wars. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs yeah. to like all of Star Wars. That's not the point. It's a galaxy. It's not mm -hmm. one story. It is a galaxy. And that is the beauty of it. There's millions of planets. Well, not millions, but there's a ton. Anyway, there's tons <laughs> of planets. There's tons of alien species. There's tons of things. And if you're okay with watching, you know, more Twi'leks in your storyline, then you should be okay with watching more females. And that's 
what I have to say about that because yeah. you know yeah. if you're okay with seeing more aliens than you know females are per- currently on the planet so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah well I really liked this discussion that we had and it was really nice to get to talk with a bunch of people that you know I'm friends with and share the same interest and get to talk about the things that we really love about the movies shows books fandom as a whole yeah. and Thank you guys for doing this with me. It was really fun. Yeah. yeah thank you. So yeah. much fun. Yeah. I will I guess we can kind of sign off, say our names again, and then I have a little like thing that shows our Instagram. So Ooh. I am Hannah. Oh, again, I am agent of Mandalore. I'm Brooke, Brooke.weaver. Um, I'm Sai, side by side. I'm Jillian, Jillian versus reality. And I'm Star Spangled Comet, and I'm Star. <laughs> I'm Riley. I'm Riley Antoinette. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this just as much as we did. And I guess we'll sign off. Bye. 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 May the force be with you. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs>